Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin. Hello, everybody. Good to have you with us. We are live. Where are we live from? We are live from San Francisco. Blew it last night, and it is uh, so nice and cool. For those of us that are in Texas, we really do appreciate these cooler temperatures. Anyway, we're live and broadcasting live from the CMBA, Western Secondary Conference, here in the Western St. Francis, famous meet-under-the-clock place, where we all have been doing this for decades longer than we want to think about it. We're excited to have you joining us. Again, this is the Monday, July 25th broadcast. For those of you who are downloading and listening to it, we have as our special guest today, we have Farrell. Excuse me, Cheryl. <laughs> it's, one of those, it's a funny story about that. Sometime I'll share with you guys, all your listeners. But we have Cheryl Felton. Belkin. There we go. Belkin. I've been practicing all day. Still got her. She's EVP, Chief Risk Officer for Arch Mortgage Insurance Company. And I'm sitting here with a little bit of red place. Anyway, let's get on here. <laughs> this broadcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals, and we're the proud recipient of the Progress and Lending Innovation Award. We appreciate you making this a part of your broadcast. Yes, you know, it was a long, long time ago. I did a bro- I, I, I was wrestling, and so here's the story. Several said, people said, I want to see, hear the story. So I was wrestling, and I was injured. And so the coach said, Dave, would you announce the team for the, that, that's coming in? And I said, sure, I don't mind that. Get me in front of Mike. That's, that's cool. They did fail to tell me that we were in our community in Minnesota. There's this, all these communities, and there's this community from Czechoslovakia. Do you know how Czechs spell their name? There's all consonants. How do you pronounce that when you're 100% origin? Ever since then, I was scarred. And so I messed up names when I'm introducing people online. So that's my story. You guys have it. Several people asked about that one other time. Anyway, we appreciate you tuning in, telling others about this podcast. We are now well up to, I think it's 420,000 registered listeners for the program. It's really an amazing uh, how this has grown, and it's thank you to you, the listeners, who make this possible by sharing it around. So anyway, ArchMI is one of our sponsors. Thrilled to have them here. They have the Innovative Race Star Program. We're going to play Jim Jump standing here. We should just have him read the ad that he recorded, but we'll probably have him just record. We'll play the recording. We also have Motivity Solutions, the leading business intelligence technology, providing real-time reporting, dashboard, and scorecards. Really cool stuff. They were just acquired by Black Knight. We've got their user meeting coming up here pretty soon. Also, Velma stands for the Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistance. It can build stronger and more profitable relationships through set-and-forget-it auto email campaigns, or you can create custom email campaigns on the fly. Check it out at Velma.com. It stands for Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant. Brent Embler and his team will help you there. Call Brent directly. You just got to get to know this guy. He's a great guy. 208-854-7909. Then also Simplifile, Nancy Alley and the team there at Simplifile do a great job of connecting you with your settlement agents via, via a real-time, by way of a real-time chat and messaging, allowing you to track changes, send, receive, and validate documents, as well as obtain status updates and deal with issues as they arrive. It's a real-time way of electronically communicating with your closing agents and all those involved in your transactions. It's a great program. It's got some great 
technology, and that's not all they do. I talk about that because it's such a big deal right now what's going on. But they have e-closing. They have a number of services. Check it all out at Simplifile, S-I-M-P-L-I-F-I-L-E.com, or call Simplifile at 1-800-460-5657. D&H, we thank them for being a sponsor. D&H is your, uh, one of the leading technology companies, 140-year-old company, 5,500 people worldwide. 8,000 clients in 70 countries. Pretty amazing. You think that's old and stodgy. Uh-uh. Far from it. They've got some new innovative products. Check it out on MortgageBot.com or call them at 1-800-815-5592. Mortgage Collaborative, we've got their conference coming up. Five past presidents of the MBA formed the Mortgage Collaborative. It is really an amazing network where you can get together and meet and, and be in a smaller setting. These big conferences actually connect with people that are the leaders in the industry the heads of fanny freddie jenny they're all there it's the power of the network check it out get a hold of rich zerbinski at 440-552-0691 anyway also a special thank you to joe alice uh paul and andy and everyone who makes this program so possible it's good to have you with us everybody quick update we're here at the cmba western secretary conference uh, look us up if you want to email me text me it'd be great but whatever you do check out the folks here at arch mi they've got a great contingency they've got a room up here and we are in which room are we in hampton room that's where we're at so we want to come up get an appointment set up and find out what they've got going some innovative stuff really i, I tell you this race star program you got to check it out it is it will help you get your costs down. It just gives them a competitive edge. I heard rumors that some competitors are going, what the heck is that about? How do they do that? Well, they do it. It's fun, real cool stuff. Anyway, MBA conferences and education, check it out at the website of the, some of the conferences that are coming up. Also, we have the Mortgage Action Alliance. We're big fans of that. I encourage you to sign up for that. Okay, enough for the announcements. Those are important. It's not like we're just kicking them to the side. They're very important. We've got to get those out. But the markets are also important. We have Joe Farr on the line. Joe Farr, good to have you here with us, my friend. Hey, Dave. Whoops, let's see. There you are. I want to make sure I didn't mute out the wrong. There you are. There you are. Gotcha. Good I'm here. here. Friend. How's, how's the weather back home? Is it hot? It's hot, but you know, um, it's supposed to rain here today and tomorrow and Wednesday. And as you know, that's going to be uh, uh, a welcome Yeah, well, I'm really talking. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the uh, auction, the two-year auction. So with that, well, that's coming out. Do you have some updates on I that? I haven't, I haven't seen, uh, hadn't seen it uh, reviewed yet. So uh, uh, if it comes, if I see something on it before we're through here, I'll let you know. But so far, you know, the market's been fairly quiet today. Uh, we're about where we ended the day on Friday, uh, as there's been no economic data, no, no real headlines over the weekend. And uh, uh, as I mentioned, the Treasury auction, I have not seen the results for, but. Uh, yeah, it's good to be quiet for a change. Uh, last week was first really pretty quiet week since the Brexit vote on 623. Uh, MBS prices fell 3.30 seconds during the week, and the stock market was pretty quiet as well. Uh, you know, it was the second week in a row, Dave, where central bankers kind of disappointed the mortgage market in that uh, the Bank of England chose not to, to implement any sort of uh, uh, quantitative easing or, or uh, you know, uh, improvement uh, in the market, and as a result, uh, you know, we saw a little drop in, in MBS prices. And this week, uh, the ECB also chose to take a wait-and-see approach, and they uh, they did nothing to uh, stimulate the economy. And, and as a result, 
the the market had anticipated that there might be something coming from the ECB, and, and uh, in reaction, uh, prices fell a little bit. So, again, it wasn't big uh, because uh, the ECB turned right around and said, you know, we're there if we need to. Uh, let's just wait and see how this thing goes for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's happened so far, we got the first kind of economic look at uh, what's going on in Great Britain and in its PMI index, and it did take a pretty steep drop. It went from a 52 yeah. to a 47, and, uh, you know, it's going from expansion to contraction. So uh, not a good first sign, but, you know, pretty much expected. The uh, U.S. Was. economic data last week was pretty good, pretty uh, good. especially the housing yeah. data. You know, it's nice to see existing home sales rose. Yeah, Yeah. 5.6 million units. That's the best since 2007. Uh, Housing starts beat expectations. And and I thought this was interesting. There are more homes under construction at the end of June than at any time in the last eight years. And and, uh, I know inventory. It is. uh, Inventory has been uh, a problem uh, constraining that the, the existing home sales and new home sales. Um, so it's nice to see. Nice to see that builders are yeah, are getting great. out there, and they have a lot coming on online soon, hopefully. Uh, well, we've been wondering addition, where, we've been wondering where they when they were going to show up because yeah. I think there was it was it just like they're they're not building to meet the demand. Sounds like they are finally. Well, they uh, you know it's a ninety uh, percent market is existing home sales, ten percent new home sales. So there's the, you know they've got to really get going if they're going to do much of a have much of an impact. Uh, also last week, you know, the jobless claims we've seen run about 250,000 a week for the last uh, three or four weeks, which is a, a very low number. So that's uh, uh, another sign of the health of the labor market. So a uh, pretty good day last week. Now, this week, it's going to be dominated by the Fed meeting. Uh, they'll be releasing their statement at 2 o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, the market expects no change in the Fed funds rate, uh, probably a little more hawkish language uh, as uh, as to the fact that uh, economic data has gotten a little better in the U.S. Uh, since their last meeting. Uh, according to the futures market, there's now about a 50-50 chance of a rate hike sometime in uh, 2016. And, and that's a not buying it. A big increase. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it, no, they're, they're, still, they're selling it. I'm not buying it. Yeah, but I understand. You, know, you got to say it. that's exactly what you do. Is you tell people what is being the chatters out there, and it really doesn't matter what's going to happen. It's the anticipation of anything that keeps things a little lively and happening. So, yeah, absolutely. That's right. On Friday, we'll see the first estimate of second quarter GDP. Uh, consensus calls for 2.6 percent growth. This is an improvement over the 1.1 that we saw in the first quarter. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be a big number for us. More housing data next week and the new home sales data as well as spending home sales data and, and then also durable orders on Wednesday. Uh, and we'll have the five-year auction tomorrow and the seven-year auctions on Thursday. So uh, big events yeah, next week certainly going to be the Fed meeting. Yeah, the p- pending home sales number. I see on your website that you're projecting, or you're 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 reporting that the economists are saying that that is actually going to be a positive, is a negative three point seven last month. Is that correct? And, that's correct. Uh, it's a positive, and then it's a positive. Sound. So that's really going to be. We have to pay attention to that. Maybe, maybe this housing thing is turning around. We we're a little concerned about existing home sales there for a while, but no, that's good. That's good, 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 good stuff. All right, and what else? And let's see. Oh, the week. The, what, what, what's the treasure auction doing here? That's it. That's just that. I, it's coming in. I still hadn't seen anything. 
Oh, yeah, it just popped up on the website. It said Web Week. Oh, okay. So that's that's interesting. That'll you know, help keep a downward pressure on rates for a little while here. So anyway, Joe, thank you so much. You do a great job bringing this information to us concisely. Again, I keep telling everybody, why do you like them so much? Why do you like Joe and his website? Well, first of all, I just like Joe, but you got to get to know him. But uh, it's really the concise nature in which you do it, and uh, that's the key to bringing this information. Get it to my eyes. Let me make the decision, but present me with the facts. And I like how you do mix in, like you say, they're saying this, they're saying that, and you don't go to predicting. I think that's there's a lot of wisdom in that. All right, friend, we're going to be right back right. after this brief break. Joe, appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining in, and uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Looking for that competitive edge? MBS Quoteland delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect. And know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS Quoteline, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about MBS Quoteline today at MBS mbsquoteline.com mbsquoteline.com 646-716-4972 The Lickin on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin. Oh, we're back. We're back. So good to have you with us, everybody. Tuning in. And let's see here. I've got to pull my mic down. Is that just popping the volume just a little bit better? There we go. Got a new switchboard here we're working with, some new equipment. It's fun to do this, and uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, let's see. Do we have Paul Malo? I can't remember if Paul said, I know one of these he was not going to be able to dial in. Let's scanning up and down. Man, a lot of people have dialed in. There he is. I spotted you. Here. Paul, can find you there for a while. There you are, my friend. Good to have you here with us today. I know you weren't here, couldn't join us last week, and I thought for sure you were hearing, but there's so many people dialed in today. You were buried down in the numbers there. So anyway, ah. give us an update on what's going on in Inside Mortgage Finance. Folks, if you're not signed up for this, check it out, imfnews.com. Great website for getting updated on what's happening on Shoney's sitting here with HMI nodding her head. She must be listening to it and watching it. So anyway. Sure. No, we, we, we interviewed the head of uh, Arch uh, a week or two ago. They were in our in our pages. Um, and we know they're big fans of ours, so that's always good to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, it, it's still early, but, uh, you know, we were starting to tally some of the origination numbers by the mega banks. And, you know, they had a pretty pretty decent surge in the second quarter. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, you know, origination profits were decent. The bad news is the servicing marks. Uh, and we're going to start drilling down on that even more. You know, everyone knows the you know the, what the bank numbers are. And, they, you know, they're not god-awful or anything on, on the servicing marks. But the big ones to watch, obviously, are Aquin, Walter, NationStar, and Stonegate to see, and PHH as well. Uh, and none of those companies have reported second quarter results yet. Uh, they will in the coming weeks, and then we'll get a feel for what those marks look like uh, and how ugly it is. Um, you know, the, the weird thing about this gap accounting and servicing marks, you know, we it seems like we're always reporting on the markdowns, but you know, one of these <laughs> one of these days we'll be reporting on the markups. Uh, but I just don't know when. I always, uh, you know, listen to Joe's uh, report on uh, MBS prices and rates because that's going to, uh, you know, um, determine whether we're marking up or marking down servicing. So 
Anyway, yep. we'll see. Uh, one filing that came out late last week, uh, a Greenwich-based investment advisor, I don't know much about it, they're called Silver Point Capital in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, they have filed a, um, a 13, I think it's called a 13D or G or whatever, uh, with the SEC. They now own 8.3% of PHH mortgage. Don't know exactly what that means. PHH is one of those interesting situations where the company's trading, uh, its stock is trading uh, way below its book value. And uh, now, suddenly, lo and behold, uh, they're a player in the stock. So we'll see what happens with that. Other large uh, investors, corporate investors, or should I say institutional investors in PHH include PIMCO, as well as Glenview Capital Management. Um, some more servicing deals are perking out there. Uh, In-Center in Mortgage Advisors, formerly known as uh, Interactive Mortgage Advisors, that's Tom Piercy's shop. There you have a bulk portfolio out there, almost $3 billion. Uh, in MSRs, and I know Phoenix Capital's got a smaller bulk package out there, so um, we'll be uh, it'll be interesting with how those things trade in the coming weeks because rates are starting to tick up a little bit. We'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, in a yeah. move to uh, boost liquidity, Judy May is talking about uh, updating their acknowledgement agreement. Uh, that's something uh, that we're going to probably get more details at the end of August. Inside Mortgage Finance recently inter interviewed um, senior uh, vice president there, Mike Train. Uh, and he was telling us a little bit about uh, what might happen. There's a big um, push to increase liquidity, especially with the non-banks controlling so much of the Ginnie Mae servicing and MBS market, and there's some concerns about the tradeability of stuff. So uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Uh, there's a new bill out there. It came out late last week, uh, some reg relief for non-banks and small non-banks. Uh, the emphasis here is on small uh, we'll see if that bill introduced by Roger Williams gets to go anywhere, not, of course, this year, but when we have a new, finally have a new uh, Congress and White House uh, sometime early next year. Short takes, you know, uh, more talk about servicing markdowns. Uh, and uh, someone kicked out an interesting number. This was the folks at the Collingwood Group. And they said, since the CFPB was born five years ago, the cost to originate a, a mortgage for the lender, that is, has soared to over $7,000 per unit. And as anyone in the mortgage industry knows, uh, that uh, increase in cost is not borne in by the industry. They pass uh, that cost exactly. on to the consumer. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. And that's sort of it for today's report. So I have to ask you this question. You're a reporter. Sure. You watched, uh, did you watch any of the RNC conference uh, convention? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of notable David, the reason I wasn't on the show last week is I was on vacation, and you know you my wife. I thought you were maybe. I, I, I thought you were one of the speakers that there at the RNC. No, no, I wish no, <laughs> no. Listen, I purposely didn't watch it. I'm not watching the Democratic one either. Uh, I, yeah. I, I watch. I got to admit, I did watch like three minutes of Trump. My wife insisted on watching some of it. Uh, you know, yeah. listen, there's, there's no nitty gritty there for um, for the mortgage professional. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to announce GSE news. You know, we, we we've reported on the updating of their platforms. Everyone knows the Republicans want to kill uh, Fannie and Freddie, and the Democrats are, you know, uh, you know, let's you know, let's keep them live somehow and rename them and mush them together and make them one. And you know, so I don't see any real. Uh, you know, financial news coming out of those 
conventions. Those are political events, and um, yep, you know, I just I just can't take it all anymore. I, had, I couldn't resist getting your opinion. I forgot your vacation. I wasn't sure. If yeah, you were no, no, no. I, I didn't watch it, and um, no, yeah. yeah, the whole thing to me is insane. <laughs> I we talk, I talk about this with people. You know, I'm 55 years old, and in my lifetime, my parents are, are still living. Um, and, you know, they're in their 80s and 90s, and, and they tell me, you know, in their lifetime, there's never been such a, shall we say, uh, a not a great choice in either party for um, yeah. for, <laughs> for a presidential candidate. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into politics. Yeah, I don't know what to I'm say. I'm sure it's, there's people who point, feel strongly but... either way. So I yeah, try I and stick to the finance and the numbers, and let's let's leave it at that. Yeah, well, I had to go try to pull you in just to be able to at least get a comment on it. Don't pull me famous. in. I don't want to be part of this. Don't debate. pull me in. I don't want to be <laughs> Well, I appreciate you being a part of this. We stay yeah, as apolitical yeah. as non-political as we can, but, you know, with this, it is going to be it, it's going to be interesting what comes out of this because we're going to have some changes one way or another with, with where it goes. But it's good to have you with us, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You betcha, man. Uh, and, then, folks, check it out. Enjoy Inside the show, Mortgage Finance. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Good to have you. Secondary. Let us know if any good stuff happens. Send me an email. Oh yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you know. You're good at pinging a lot of us for it. So, folks, check out imfnews.com to get signed up, and this will land in your inbox. It'll land there every single day, and it's the headlines. Paul and his team there do a phenomenal job of staying on top of it. I mean, hey, they're staying on top of it. They had. David Gansberg in there, and he was in there as the top MI guy. So you guys do a good job. Good job all the way around. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Well, and normally we'd be switching over to Alice Alvey, but she is in India right now. She's uh, working with the corporate office, meeting with uh, some folks over there. So we miss Alice. But we got to have someone from Michigan come on. So I'll be one of the speakers at the Michigan Mortgage Lenders Conference in uh, mid part of uh, Traverse City. Uh, Michigan, and I'll be that's the first, uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth in Michigan. But we caught up with Joanne Mizoraka, who's the executive director, to share some things that are going on at the conference. I want to share it with you, listeners. We'll be right back after this brief note. I want to take a moment to talk about an exciting event that's coming up this summer. It is the annual Michigan Mortgage Lenders Conference. And I have Joanne Mizoraka, the Executive Director of the Michigan Mortgage Lenders Association, on the line with me. She's one of my favorite people. She's got such a great heart, and I'm really excited about this upcoming event. Joanne? Well, hi, Dave. We're excited to have you up there, too. The event is our annual lending conference. It's going to be held August 7th to the 9th at the Grand Traverse Resort in beautiful Acme, Michigan, just outside of Traverse City. It's a great resort. We have lots of items planned, including some great dinners, outdoor events, a golf outing, and then, of course, our wonderful speaker lineup. I'm excited to be a part of that speaker lineup, but tell us about some of the other speakers that are going to be there. Well, we have Jeff Babcock from Stratmore Group. He's going to be talking about just the economic issues and the things that are changing in the mortgage industry and how that all affects our business owners. Dave Trott, a former president of our association, he's now in the House representing Michigan in D.C. He's coming in to speak for us. Louia Marie Dweisel from is going to be talking about diversity, um, which is something that we all need to be conscious of in our workplace. And then, of course, Bill Emerson, he's uh, CEO of Quicken Loans and the chairman of the Mortgage Bankers Association this year. He's going to be doing a keynote for us at our president's dinner on Monday evening. These are excellent speakers, and I'm looking forward to hearing each of them. And you also have a keynote speaker that you've invited to this event. Who is that? Gene Marks. He's a author quoted all over the country. He's going to be talking about 
technology and the new millennials. With that speaker lineup, Joanne, I can only imagine things are beginning to fill up. How are registrations? Do you still have room for those that want to attend? It's filling up, and we're already exceeded our, our number of registrations from this time last year. And the resort is accommodating, and then there's a secondary hotel that, that's filling up quickly. So you should make your reservations soon if you haven't already. Listeners, I encourage you to consider attending this event. There's outstanding speakers. It's in a beautiful part of the country, and the temperatures are so wonderful up there. So be sure to come up and join us. Once again, the conference starts Sunday, August 7th, and goes through Tuesday, August 9th. Hope to see you up there. To learn more, go to the Michigan Mortgage Lenders Association's website. It is www.mmla.net. Make sure you put in the .net. All right. That's uh, yeah. I look forward to seeing you up there. number of people written me that they said, Dave, you're going to be there? We're going to be there. Love it. Appreciate you connecting with me wherever I'm at at these various events. Sam Garcia, let's get your mic turned on here. Good to have you with us there back in the hot, hot Texas. And uh, a lot going on in the marketplace. And you do a great job on your website of covering it all, MortgageDaily.com. Give us an update on some of the headlines you're following, my friend. Yes, sir. Um <clears throat> First, I wanted to mention that I've been watching every minute of each debate and each convention, each town hall. <laughs> I'm loving this stuff. I mean, this is a year that uh, is not going to be forgotten. It's a game changer. And, uh, you know, the news business has pretty much been struggling for the past decade. So this political season is bringing it back to life. And uh, even more <laughs> exciting is that, you know, my daughter, Danielle Garcia, graduated with a journalism degree in December, and now she's writing political news for CNN in Atlanta. Um, as oh, an wow. Intern, so, wow. You know, she couldn't have picked there a better you. year to be, to be doing this. But uh, so I'm excited about what's going on. I find it totally entertaining. But uh, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, moving on to the. It's probably the right word. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on to some <laughs> of the headlines here. So I'm looking at your website. This is interesting. It's got some good stuff up here, but let's run through it. Yeah. Okay. First off, our, our mortgage market index, uh, which is a reflection of you know average per user rate locks by open close clients, it fell 16% uh, last week from the 15-month high reached a week earlier, and a, that came as mortgage rates had been up for the second consecutive week. Um, refinance business slowed by a fifth, so it was much more. Uh, it was down much more than a purchase was. So it's kind of a little bit of a blip here, you know, with rates having ticked up a little bit. We'll see where they go, and of course that dictates where we go. But um, um, we put out our our uh, mortgage daily first quarter mortgage employment index report. And we tracked uh, 3,816 mortgage layoffs during the period, and we tracked 3,978 hirings. So there's just a little bit more hiring than there was layoffs that we were able to identify. Michigan had the biggest gain with hirings exceeding uh, layoffs by more than 1,000, and that's driven by Quicken. They're, they're on a pretty big growth that. mode. So, uh, yeah, and they're in Detroit. Um, and then over in North Carolina, there was a loss of more than 500 jobs, and that's uh, due to Wells Fargo, which has you know been trimming quite a bit. Um, they're they're staffing, even though they are the biggest lender, they're going to have you know some of the bigger uh, drops in uh, in, in employment. Um, the mortgage bankers put out their origination forecast, and the latest economic outlook they have for July um, has production at 1.7 trillion dollars. Um, that's a nearly $80 billion boost over what they uh, projected a month earlier. So, you know, that's, of course, uh, I attribute it to the uh, 
falling rates recently. Um, and e- even over at Fannie Mae, they put out their uh, forecast for June, and they raised uh, their outlook for originations this year and next year by $185 billion. So uh, very positive. And of course, you know, uh, that seems to be playing out in, um, in the earnings reports that we've seen recently, too. But um, Ellie Mae put out its Origination Insight report for June, um, closed, loans product- I'm sorry, closed loan production, and the mortgage metrics uh, were a little bit worse uh, than they were in May. The closing rate fell to 69.6% uh, from 70.6% in May. Turnaround uh, was longer. It increased to 46 days from 45 days in May. And average credit scores, they got a little bit tighter. They jumped up to 726 to se- from 724. Um, we'll see where, where that goes, you know, as refinances uh, ebb and flow. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot that plays a big role in there. Um, data from Experian indicates that the 90-day first mortgage delinquency rate was up two basis points in June to 0.65%. Mm. But on second mortgages, um, it was down three basis points to 0.48%. Um, FHF, yeah, yeah. FHFA put out uh, some data on refinances of GSE loans. And it basically indicated that GSE refinances were up 3% in May to a little over 173,000 units. Um, And that gain was driven uh, by Freddie Mac, which climbed to the highest level of Freddie Mac refinances in 10 months. Um, On the other side of that, uh, you know, also included in that report is heart production. And that fell to the lowest level since that program went live in April 2009. So we're really seeing that starting to... uh, come to a close here, the HARP program, as far as refinances go. Um, now, as I mentioned on last week's show, you know, second quarter earnings reports uh, continue to roll in, and you know, they're consistently showing large quarter-over-quarter quarter over quarter gains in mortgage originations and, and new applications, um, which points to, of course, a pretty strong third quarter, uh, likely. But one company that stood out uh, this last week that we covered was BB&T, and they saw their mortgage production leap 56% from the first quarter. Wow. And uh and even though, you know, many lenders are reporting a year over year decline, uh BB&T actually saw a gain. And uh like Paul mentioned, you know, we see a lot of the servicing rights uh, diminishing, but BB&T actually grew its servicing portfolio um over this last period. So, they they're kind of standing out thus far, but it's just a stellar quarter across the board when it comes to production wow. uh, from pretty much everybody we're getting at this point. And you know, so, I uh, wonder those, if that's Pat. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to Pat uh, Sherlock does a, does a lot of the sales training and really has a unique program over there. And I was wondering if that I'm not to get Pat on the radio program. She does a great job over there. And she's that's a big client of theirs. That may attribute to some of that. So very, very interesting. So great, great news, Sam. Excellent. Really appreciate it. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Those are the big headlines for the last week. Uh, probably have lots more coming up next week, I'm sure. Oh. Well, you know, well that, but you got, I'm looking at the website. You didn't cover a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff on the website, folks. If you're not dialing in and making this a part of your news source, you're missing some aspects of it. Not only that, not only does he have great stories, but it's the data. So if you're subscribed to this website, you get the data for free, and there is so much data here. So he does a great job. Sam, thank you so much for joining us, being a part of this, bringing an update from your website, man. Appreciate it. Stay warm. Thank you. Stay enjoy, cool. enjoy the conference. All right. Talk to you soon, Fred. Check it out. Email Sam at samgarcia at mortgagedaily.com or give him a call at 214-521-1300.
And uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to run over and get the KPI of the week from our friends at Motivity Solutions. Again, the key performance indicator KPI of the week is brought to us by uh, Motivity Solutions. And they have, we have John Maynell here. So we're going to take a quick look at what they have. This is the average resubmits, the KPI average resubmits. John? Thank you, David, very much. Great to be here as always. And this week we have another underwriting-focused key performance indicator, and the KPI is average resubmits per file. This single measurement can not only help lenders develop consistency in underwriting and optimize departmental processes, it can also guide business users to examine contributing tasks in processing that affect this number. KPIs in practice, and you might say by definition, are constantly on display and updated in near real time, making it much easier to pinpoint however many friction points may be combining to produce a given effect, like number of resubmissions, which can also vary by product type, another aspect that the KPI can uncover, demonstrating once again that what gets measured gets results. And with that, Dave, I will turn it back to you. Thanks very much again. All right. Thanks so much, John May. Now, check out Motivity Solutions at MotivitySolutions.com or call them at 303-721-9000. Andy Shell, the Prophet Doctor, so good to have you here with us. You wait patiently in here, and uh, I know you're really looking forward to uh, listening and getting involved in the discussion with Cheryl, uh, seeing as you're a fellow you San Franciscoan. Yeah, anyway, so let's get into <laughs> exactly. the discussion and give an update some of the things you're going on for the Prophet Doctor, also known as Andy Shell. Hey, Dave, thanks. Absolutely. It's great to be here. I wish I was in San Francisco, but, you know, I wish I'm glad you here get too. to be there. Uh, Joe mentioned about housing, new construction, and I, that this is really interesting. If you drive around a five-mile circle where I live in southwest Austin, I bet you there's over a 1,000 new apartment units under construction right now. So the good thing yeah. about that is that we'll yeah. finally be able to get food delivery to our home because there will be enough rooftops. <laughs> the bad part is that the traffic's going to get worse. So yeah. hopefully we'll get a new grocery yeah, store. But anyway, well, it does look. Yeah, they, you know, it, it, the market there. That's interesting on that comment is that it's interesting what's going on there. It's like the old days when I lived in Southern California, where I mean, just whole hillsides are going up in sticks and framing. It's just crazy. But it's what's really interesting is it's multifamily is what we're seeing the explosion right now, which really talks to affordability and all of those issues. But exactly, like about afford- Well, so a couple oh, of quick points, Dave. We're, we've got a servicing conference coming up this week. A conference webinar. We're teaching a servicing webinar this Wednesday, and we're taking the deep dive into the weeds. We're going to go into the regulations and the rules and all of the details that affect servicing, the staffing, the functions, how many people do you need, when should you start bringing servicing in-house. I mean, it's just tons of detail. Actually, we have too much content for the hour-and-a-half time slot, but if you're wanting to learn more about the details of servicing, go to mba.org, go to education, sign up for the webinar, and join us. We had one of the biggest attended webinars we've ever had last week talking about the overview of servicing and subservicing. So we're hoping to have an even bigger group this week. And part of the servicing asset is the mortgage servicing, right, the MSR. And, you know, when we have an MSR, we're dealing with predictive events. We have to anticipate what happens if interest rates go up and down, what happens to the refinance, because if things refinance, we don't have our servicing, and what if there's delinquencies, and if people don't make their payments, we don't collect service fees. So you have to have a predictive 
model, which is why I'm so excited to hear what Cheryl from ArcGMI has to say, because these kinds of predictive decision models are the, the bread and butter of a company like ArcGMI. You have to be able to look back and look around, and that's super important to be able to look forward, because if all you do is draw a straight line from backwards to forwards, you might be off because you have to understand the dynamics of the world around you and the volatility that can apply and the triggers that drive that, and it's always changing. You can't just look back, look forward. You've got to look around and understand what it means. And I know Cheryl's going to talk about some of that. She's nodding oh. away at your comments here. Her head is nodding, nodding here. <laughs> so she's got the bobblehead well, thing going. She goes, she's up and down, agreeing with everything you're saying. <laughs> I haven't had a chance anyway. to uh, meet Cheryl in person that I recall, but we've both been in the business a long time. Maybe I've met her, but we are on the same page about this, and I can't wait to hear what she has to say about how she applies predictive modeling to the RGMI Amazing Mortgage Insurance products. So there you go, Dave. That's the Profit Doctor for this week. Profit Doctor, how can people connect uh, with the webinar again? And give us the dates, how many more are left, and would you just briefly connect, people want to connect with that? Sure. It's uh, this Wednesday, uh, July the 27th. It starts at uh, 1 o'clock uh, Eastern, so uh, actually, 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central, and just go to mba.org, and it's easy to find. Just look under education. If you have trouble finding it, shoot me an email at andy at mbs-team.com, and I'll be happy to connect you to the webinar so that you can attend and listen to what we have to say about mortgage servicing, the details, deep in the weeds, details, more than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, but you, more than you ever want to know, but it's always so interesting because you do such a great job of breaking it down and making it so easy to understand. Appreciate you, Andy. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. We're going to have uh, you uh, back on with us in the in the dialogue here and uh, looking forward to having Cheryl come on and talk about all that kind of good stuff. So it's really been good. Folks, we're going to be right back. We've got, well, I've got him sitting right across from me. His name is Jim Jump, but he's going to give us a quick pre-recorded comment. <laughs> The uh, Come on, Jim. We just turn the mic on over here and have you do it. But we're, we're, we're going to go with the traditional plan of doing it. Folks, we're going to be right back after this brief word. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on. And we're happy to be a proud sponsor of the program. And today I'd like again to talk about RateStar from Arch Mortgage Insurance. RateStar is a revolutionary tool that allows mortgage originators to dynamically price mortgage insurance and match coverage to Archimai's most competitive rates. And that's important because it allows you to compete more effectively, qualify more borrowers, and of course close more loans. That's the power of RateStar. Originators from around the country are letting us know just how quick and easy RateStar is to use. And all you need is your NMLS number, and you can access RateStar anywhere, anytime, using multiple points of entry, including most LOS systems, product and pricing engines and through our websites at archmi.com and archmicu.com for credit unions. And of course, it's available through our mobile app for smartphones and tablets. RateStar makes it easy to choose what type of mortgage insurance coverage your loan needs. You just touch, tap, and go. Quotes are delivered in seconds and represent our most competitive ArchMI rates based on the strength and quality of the loan application. And I have to tell you, David, getting a mortgage insurance quote has never been so powerful or so simple. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you and say thanks. Have a great day, everybody. 
So good to have Jim. Look, look at the guy that recorded that sitting right across from me. We're going, come on, get on the mic here. He's a great guy. I, I'm serious. You know what makes up a great company? It's the people. That's what makes up a great company. And you wonder why some companies succeed so well? It's because of people. And I have one of the strongest people that's out there as a risk manager sitting here with me. And we have Cheryl Felton here with us. I got it right that time. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, me and introductions. But anyway, we're really excited to have, we're going to be talking about the U.S. housing market, the current view. And as I've said several times throughout the podcast, we're live broadcasting live from the CNBA Western Secondary Conference here in San Francisco. And we're thrilled to have you join us. We were hoping to be in the booth, but the booths don't open up. So a lot of you that are looking said, where are you? We're up here in the uh, Hampton Room. And so if you want to come up, we'd love to try to get you on the mic here and hear your comments about this. But the conference, the booth space doesn't open until this afternoon. So we're doing it from the room. And that's why you're hearing the background noise, because we have meetings going on in this room where we're doing this. But joining me today on the broadcast is Cheryl Felken again. And we're very excited to have her. She's the executive vice president, chief risk officer at ArchMI. Cheryl, good to have you here. Thanks, David. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, that means slaughtering your pronunciation <laughs> just slightly off a little bit on the beginning. But let's talk a little bit about some of your background. You, you've been in the industry like Andy. Before we went live, we were talking a little bit. But give us, our listeners, a little bit of your history so they appreciate your, your knowledge and experience as the chief risk officer. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, well, I live in San Francisco now and love it, but I'm originally from the Midwest, from Chicago. Years and years ago, I got my undergraduate degree in economics and political science from Northwestern and then an MBA from University of Michigan in accounting and finance. That served me pretty well. I've spent my whole career in banking and real estate investments. More recently, eight years at GE Capital, then at Washington Mutual, and then on to Fifth Third Bank before joining ArchMI about two years ago. So in all that time, I've seen a lot of cycles. And, oh, yeah. and as you watch the cycles, you learn a lot about what you need to look out for. And we'll be talking about some of that today. I'm looking forward to that. By the way, folks, we usually will take questions from our listeners, but they have their earnings call coming up on Thursday. So as you know, with most publicly traded companies, we've got to be pretty disciplined to stick to what's, what we have as a script here. So we apologize. We will not be asking questions from the field as we normally do. Uh, you can ask Andy and I. We'll give you our opinion on almost anything as we do each and every week. But it's good to have you here, Cheryl. And let's really start diving into um, what you're doing and your company publishes this quarterly ArchMI Risk Index and presents the latest data in the housing and mortgage market review known as the, is it the hammer? Yes, that's right. I, I like that. It's a great news. So you're hammering out some facts for us, getting it out to us. So we're aware of the trends, and it helps us understand the key factors that are impacting the mortgage environment and lenders. And if you could give us a little insight into that and where, what that is about and what goes all into it. I, Andy, this is, this is just Andy sits here and goes, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. What and, all the goes in. Thanks, Andy, also for those great lead-in comments. It's, it's perfect. So at, at ArchMI and our parent company, Arch Capital Group Limited, we do invest substantial resources into researching the housing market and analyzing the effect of various domestic and international drivers. It's certainly important to our business, but it's also very important for our customers' businesses that we understand what's happening in the marketplace. 
Well, and that is published, if I understand correctly from my notes here, you publish that quarterly, correct? Correct, yeah. All right, we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit later how people can get and look that up. So let's get right into the first question that has what's on everyone's mind, and that's this big housing bubble. We talked about someone's homes under construction across the country. Are we getting into a real estate bubble, in your opinion? Ah, the bubble. Well, I, I understand where the question's coming from and view what happened in the run-up to the last recession, ballooning home prices, inflated values, and we saw what happened after that. But in regard to the present situation, a definite no, no bubble, no bubble yet. Relative to incomes, even places like San Jose, right down the road here in California, look fairly valued. However, it's one of the regions that is more dependent on a single industry technology, so home prices are more volatile there than in most cities. People often complain about the cost of housing in New York, but overall, the New York City area is is just at the average relationship for that area between home prices and incomes, which is what we watch for. Austin, Denver, and Houston in Texas look about 10 to 20 percent overvalued relative to historic price-to-income levels. But Austin and Denver, at least, have been discovered, so to speak, and are now the new glamour cities. So history may not be a good guide for those cities. They'll likely see continued rapid home price growth. Yeah, we can anticipate. I mean, it's really interesting to see what's going on in Austin and some of these markets. And we had a previous guest on, uh, Alan Weiss, who talked about home values. Really interesting. And he's the one that's targeting, says, awesome. Markets like housing could be hitting that overvalued. But let's talk about uh, the most recent issue of the Hammer Report, the Housing and Mortgage Market Review, presented the probability of housing price declines in some of the cities. That really caught my attention. Yep. We published the results of what we call the RHMI Statistical Home Price Risk Model each quarter on our website and in this Hammer publication. Overall, the risk of home price declines appears very low. Generally, only the energy patch states are currently facing a higher risk of home price declines, and even there it's limited to a subset of states that are very dependent on the gas, oil, and coal industries and lack healthy diversification that can offset low energy prices. The state really at most risk is North Dakota, where there's nearly a 50-50 chance of price declines. Wyoming's only slightly better at at about 46%, as it has the highest share of jobs in mining, oil, gas exploration, etc. It also produces the most coal of any state, an industry that suffered a lot due to the cheap competition for natural gas. West Virginia is actually in recession due to its dependence on coal. Three energy states, New Mexico, Alaska, and West Virginia, have even seen out-migration, which is terrible for home prices since people can't take their houses with them. You can see a chart on the total migration in the current issue of the hammer. It's downloadable without registering or even paying a fee at archmi.com. That's archmi.com. you got to get this report. It's very interesting. I was looking at it, and uh, a lot of information. There are more than we can wait cover here. Uh, nearly a, a decade after the recession, why are mortgage rates this low? And I'd love to get your perspective. And, and the bigger perspective is looking forward is do you st- see them staying low? Sure. Well, Joe was mentioning a bit of the impact of Brexit. Right now, Brexit is roiling the market and creating uncertainty, but here in the U.S., we actually benefit since it drove down rates and will keep them lower for longer than they would have been without Brexit. 
The UK vote to leave the European Union means that probably that the UK will have a mild recession and not grow as fast as it would have. That by itself should not have been a global shock, but there are larger implications than just what's happening within the UK. It's intensifying a general economic weakness overseas and gives companies another excuse to hold off on building plants, making investments, etc. The UK splinter um, may may result in a disunited kingdom. That's since really most, interesting. Yeah, since most people in Scotland and Northern Ireland actually want to stay in the EU. This, the transition to a new agreement is likely to be very drawn out. For example, what to do with the EU citizens that are working in the UK and the UK citizens that are working in the EU, and can London remain the major financial center that it's been for so long? But worst of all, the EU's internal and external challenges just really got larger. So far-right parties across the continent are now emboldened to push for leaving the EU EU or withdrawing from the euro currency, which really could throw Europe into a recession. And also, weaker Europe makes it easier for people like Russia's leader Vladimir Putin to cause trouble. All in all, Brexit represents some real challenges. It likely delayed the next rate increase from the Fed. You were talking about that earlier, which, thanks to low inflation, has the option of waiting. Nevertheless, given the relatively strong job market we're seeing here, economic conditions suggest rates will be tending upwards. I mean, I keep looking for the potential. We know with rates at these levels, there's an upward potential. And we've been just talking about Europe. But China has a big impact on all that's going on. Give us your perspective on the impact of China that China will have on mortgage rates. Yes, China does have an impact. The the world is so interconnected now, and with high levels of Chinese savings pushing down rates worldwide, their economy has slowed, but they appear to have engineered an unusual soft landing for now. Economists describe gentle economic cooling as a soft landing as opposed to a hard landing, which, which is called a recession. However, China has had a large run-up in debt, which has never ended well. So we wouldn't be surprised if we have serious problems down the road. When, when you look at this, this uh, it, there's a lot of opinions that go into this and a lot of analysis going into it. But based on your background, I'm really interested in your opinion. And when do you see mortgage rates rising and what happens then? Well, rates will eventually rise once confidence returns to consumers and the financial markets. But when this will happen is really anybody's guess. Jobs are the most important driver of home prices, really, not rates. If rates drove everything, house prices would be skyrocketing now as people take advantage of low rates. But except for certain markets, they're really not. Nationwide, home prices are up 5 to 6% year over year, still way above wage growth of 2 to 2.5%, which is partially due to low rates, but it's more about the shortage of new supply that we were talking about earlier. If you want to read more about it, this, the uh, spring issue of Hammer explains how past rate increases have actually only caused mild or temporary slowdowns in sales and slowed home price growth, but they did, they did not really cause outright home price declines. It, it's interesting to note that prices of the lower tiered homes have been actually appreciating the fastest over the past few years. Yeah, it keeps getting back to the affordability, and that's consistent with what we're hearing from some other guests that we've had on there. But I'm really interested in going back through. I downloaded the report. And I really want to get people to encourage people to go out there and take a look at that. Uh, How important are foreign buyers? Uh, Some feel that the foreign investors and speculators paying all the cash may have distorted prices in some of the markets. Your thoughts? 
Well, foreign purchasers are definitely a big factor in select U.S. housing markets. Cities like Miami, New York City, Los Angeles, or even Phoenix, which is popular with Canadians. Um, According to a a recent report from the National Association of Realtors, foreign buyers accounted for about 215,000 residential purchases in the last year, which is a little over 4% of the about 5.5 million home sales. Foreign purchases are similar to what they were a year before, which is kind of interesting because the stronger dollar makes the U.S. more expensive. And many overseas economies are weak, so take Brazil, which is actually in recession. Goldman Sachs research points to a high house price index growth in zip codes with areas of of foreign residents and in zip codes that are the wealthiest and more educated. So what's happening is cash-rich foreign buyers may be able to offer all cash purchases, higher bids, um, whether it's a home they're going to live in or or a second home or a good investment. Is having one-third of purchases uh, being all cash a new norm? Is that something we should anticipate and see more of that? Well, this figure has declined a little bit over the past year from 36% down to 33%, according to CoreLogic. It's been slowly trending down as it becomes a little harder for investors to make easy money buying and renting properties out. Um, Given tougher lending guidelines, sellers' preference for all-cash offers and low investment returns on other assets like stocks, High amounts of all cash purchases are the new norm for our industry. And you think that is going to be continued for a while. I mean, that is the new norm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Again, it's all in the Hammer Report. Folks, mm-hmm. go check it out. Home prices are driven in a large part by supply. Why the continuing tight supply? This is something that's just really puzzled me. Well, first we had to absorb the excess supply that built up right. in the last boom. But that happened a few years ago. So now we have a serious housing shortage. New home building has lagged and really is the reason the economy doesn't feel strong. Builders report they can't build entry-level houses at prices that entice first-time home buyers due to higher fees, tough environmental regulations. People really do want to move out of their their parents' basements, but the supply of homes is just not there, so they have to rent. And rents are going up faster than inflation since vacancy rates are so low. Yeah, that's really fascinating. The rate at the uh, rates are uh, rents are rising. It's interesting when the CFPB is going to get involved and start regulating some of that. With regard to housing, what do you see the immediate future in the immediate future uh, of the industry? Well, home prices will rise about three to six percent of three to six percent a year, maybe even more. Since prices are generally not overvalued, the only way we can really see price declines is if we have a major economic calamity. Let's, let's hope we don't. The most likely scenario is low mortgage rates for a year or more. The less likely scenario is a gradual rise in rates if the job market continues to create its 2 to 3 million jobs a year. It's, it's very unlikely over the next couple of years we'll see 30-year mortgage rates anywhere near 6%. We expect to see continued improvement toward automating parts of the origination process. That's great. Just one example is how RHMI's rate star is is getting competitive. It, it, yeah. it, just one example is yeah. how our rate star. You talked yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. Um, it is is making getting competitive rates very very easy. It is. That's amazing. When I went to go to the booth, I take a look at how good. 
of how much it is, and you enter the data and to, to look at the differentiations and, and based on the data that's going in there, it's, it's a great product. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We've had great cu- customers acceptance. We're delighted. Um, it's it's all. I'd also like your audience to know that ArchMI's website makes key housing data available for lenders. So we've been talking a lot mm-hmm. about the ArchMI housing and mortgage markets review, the thing that we call the hammer. It's published quarterly, and it can be downloaded on our website. The URL is archmi.com slash hammer. That's H-A-M-M-R. So in each issue, we analyze data for each housing market in the U.S., and we run the ArchMI risk index to determine the likelihood of price declines. Plus, in addition to the hammer, we have some great charts that show the percent over and undervalued for the U.S. as a whole, but also for the individual markets, so states and MSAs. It's all on our website to see. These are really terrific tools that you can access to really understand uh, where the housing market is headed. And there's no charge to look at them. It's available to everyone. I love the price, free. That works for most of and, and you know what's interesting? Most of our listeners, Cheryl, are self-select themselves. Just the fact that someone's going to take the time to download a podcast and listen to it, it's the part of the industry that wants to stay really informed. So I suspect we're going to have a lot of our listeners going there and downloading it. So let's go through that website one more time. It's archmi.com forward slash hammer, H-A-M-M-R. Check it out. Lots of way more information than we're able to cover here. And I know Andy and I would love to ask you, but we're nearly out of time. So let's wrap this up with, a, um, you know, some just kind of get your final thoughts on some things. It's been very informative. It's very interesting. And, and um, uh, just give us any takeaways you want our audience to receive. You think what is the most important part, especially when you look forward to the political year. I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Sure. Well, we're living in interesting times, as the old adage has it, and loan originators are going to have to make some good decisions to protect their businesses. And we believe that the best business decisions are made when there are strong analytics, something I very much believe in, to guide the decision makers. So ArchMI, we have the advantage of having a very strong team that's dedicated to analyzing the data, tracking the trends. So we can give our customers regular updates on the housing market that will improve their decisions and help them prepare, not just for the dangers, but for the opportunities as well. Well, I think what's interesting when I saw the data on there, Cheryl, it's what you can do to provide for the industry information that they can turn help and advise consumers. That's an excellent report. Folks, check it out again. It's archmi forward, archmi.com forward slash hammer, H-A-M-M. Are, and you have got to get your hands on that. So good to have you with us, Cheryl. I really appreciate you taking time to get out. Again, as our special guest, we've held uh, Cheryl Felton, and we got it right, <laughs> uh, who is Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Risk Officer for ArchMI. So good to have you here with us, Cheryl. Folks, we appreciate you tuning in and being a part of the podcast each and every week. We are excited to have you here and having you, most of all, tell others about that. As the drums start up, it's a reminder we're getting time to go to the exit. We want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, ArchMI, Motivity Solutions, Velma, Simplifile, D&H, and, of course, the Mortgage Collaborative. Next week's guest will be Pat and John Soroka from the Soroka Agency. We're going to be talking about one of the favorite topics of Jim Jump and the crew here sitting in front of me, 
marketing, how to do it and do it right. You know, you can call them or you can just go to school and what they do here at RGMI. They do a great job. Anyway, folks, we appreciate you. Be sure to sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance if you have not done so already. Tune in next week and check out our website for future guests at LickinOnLending.com. Good to have you with us, everyone. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week, and thank you for listening.